Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well. Well, well, well. Entering the... Last week of January? No. Second to yeah. last week. Last week of January. <laughs> last week of January. <laughs> last week of January. It Let feels me tell you. Like 2020 was seven years ago. Longest like, year I'm like, of that my old life. year of yesterday of yesterday. I feel like like this when month I was the longest year of my life. I feel like it was like Canterbury Tales. Like it's like another dimension. Yeah. Another era. Yeah. We were speaking in like, like time with yeah. a Y. And now I feel like I'm in the Twilight Zone movie, but just the part in like the, with the little kid who's like psycho and can like make every, make the world whatever he wants. But when they, you know, when they, like he destroys everything and then he just exists in like a cloud foggy kind of like pinky blue mist. That's yeah. what I feel like now. I'm John Lithgow on the plane. <laughs> with, the, with the like goblin on the wing of the airplane. Fucking just terrifying. Sweating. Sweating and white knuckling. That's a scary that's a scary one. Yeah, that was a classic T zone clip. Like totally. I remember watching the black and white version of I that. Know. And then, like, the updated one was even more terrifying. When the goblin's just throwing, like, random shit into the engine. And he's, like, like, smiling. I was, like, whoa. Someone come get this man. And no one believes him. Somebody call 911. (laughs) Somebody call 911. And there's, like, some kid I remember on it that's, like, 
stop it or like you're annoying or like like yeah, everyone's like horrible being so child. mean to him yeah and everyone's like it's that's a, also a very interesting it makes a lot of interesting points but specifically an interesting point about like mental illness and just like general fragility and unwellness because everyone's like who is this freak they like roll him away on a stretcher everyone's just like re- really weirded out by Lithgow we I recently watched I was on like a Liam Neeson kick for a week and then we watched that movie nonstop that he's in with Julianne Moore, which is like truly bad <laughs> but really fun. Julianne Moore is like Is that another like revenge one? No, it's like it's kind of like no one believes him, he's on a plane, there's like a terrorist on the plane hijacking the plane. Okay. Have I seen that? When did is it's, it recent or long? It's time like in ago? the last five probably last six or five or six years and but like julianne moore god bless her she came in for a paycheck and she just like is phoning it the fuck in in that movie and it's incredible (laughs) but like still so good like she's never gonna be bad but she's just like she's wearing like glasses like she's so chill um and then we watched flight plan with jodie foster Oh, yeah. Another, like, Gaslighty, No One Believes Me movie on a plane. Really bad, too. But, like, really fun. No, actually, it's really great. I love. Jodie Foster's good. I need to rewatch good. Escape Room. Panic or Room? Panic Room. Panic Room. Yeah. Yeah, I want to I rewatch that, too. Uh, except, can Jared Leto not have cornrows? His cornrows were a sign that he was not meant to survive that movie. Apparently, David Fincher and did also it himself. a sign of you know that? Like, evil. What? David Fincher braided his cornrows himself. That's actually like that takes a lot of talent. I know. It's just like, who knew that David Fincher, a man, a jack of all trades, just goes to show you like the kind of like weird male bonding that was happening on that movie, probably <laughs> with like Jared Leto and. Getting into character and Fincher. Like, he probably called him Fincher. Yeah, I could see that. Hey, Fincher. He's I'm in shocked. A... I'm like, actually, I'm like, whoa. I'm pretty I sure I read that. Someone's hair. <laughs> I need a fact check on that. If true, wild. I think it is true. Hold on, let me look. Yeah, David Fincher. That was like a viral. Yeah. Fincher, or Leto said that. I think it was Damn. in a press junket for Blade Runner 2049. Also, I'm f- talk about phoning it in. Jared Leto just like came in, like had white eyes and <laughs> like walked around and <laughs> did his thing in that movie. I never saw that movie. Great movie. But I like Jared wanted Leto, to, but then I was just like, I just like couldn't make it happen. He took me out of it, but it was a great movie. Wait, our queen yeah. is in it. Who? Mackenzie Davis. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. She Mackenzie Hive. We gather, we ride. Um, what else was I going to say about Jared Leto? I still just can't. I will never forget when he emerged a week into Corona from like a retreat and was like, whoa. Two just, weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. He was like, whoa, he I just like, found whoa. out. That's wild. That I needs love to be that a movie. Him. Yeah, no, it needs to be like a show. I was like very inspired by that. Whoa, just just 
just found out about this. Holy shit. Yeah. Huh? No, was in a no phone retreat in the in the desert for two weeks. Just yeah. Came out. I really want to go on a silent retreat. I think that that would be cool as fuck. Yeah. Like no speak. Spake. For days. Yeah. Sp- no words. Spake. No utterance. No voice. Days long. Yeah, that'd be cool. Could could you do it? Could I do it? I think I probably could. I think I could. We did a when I went on Kairos and which I've talked about, we had a like a silent half day. It was kind of intense. Mm-hmm. Just also, being quiet. Journaling. Journaling, shutting the fuck up. It would be really cool to go on like a ten day one. It'd and be tough. See be what tough. the fuck happens. I think I don't know. Yeah, I guess I could do it. It was that would be really tough though. That would be really hard. I'm I'm into like challenges of that nature for like the foreseeable future. I'd love to have like a Reese Witherspoon wild moment, mm-hmm. like just a hiking. I and then I'd you. also love like a silent retreat for a period of time that's like maybe a little too long. I can see you doing like a Oregon Trail moment. Mm-hmm. I want like a movie about her, like a Lifetime movie or uh-huh. just like a limited series. Speaking of Lifetime movies, I sent you that clip from the Wendy Williams Lifetime like biopic that's coming out where she falls. Yes. The looks. There's like guys. There's a. There's like a Wendy event coming out. I think this week or next week. But it's a two-hour Lifetime original about her life, which is a, a fascinating, truly fascinating life, and should be brought to the big screen or the small screen. Um, and then they're doing like a reality series. I think she's doing like a Lifetime docu series about her life. Oh, that's cool. It's I interesting though because I feel like she's still in like the climax zone of whatever it is she's going through yeah i think she's still like i mean she she was in recovery she had to go back into sober living which was really i was really impressed by her candidness about it yeah i'm loving her i don't i haven't followed her very closely but i just see headlines that pop up every once in a while and i think that she's a national treasure and a true like entertainer and a performer like a once in a lifetime talent, if you will. She is. And I'm all, I'm here for it. But it's funny to me to do a lifetime movie when it's like, we haven't seen like the denouement of her, like her drama in actual real life yet. Yeah. It's like, is this cutting it a little close? It's cutting it a little close. Like I feel, Hmm. I feel like we don't have the closure necessary to have the proper beginning, middle and end to the story. But hey, what do I know? She's a native New Yorker. (laughs) <laughs> no one opens Lips. the door for native new yorker um also one last bit of before we get into our queens in the rock of love house um someone i got a few messages about i guess someone posted a tiktok where she ordered a cameo from lohan where she wanted Lindsay to come out for her parents for her like on behalf of her and Lindsay did a cameo back she looked amazing. She had like some filters on, but Wait, she said, "Sorry, uh, explain." Okay, so like Wendy I think like Williams a, a young, a... no, 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 not Wendy Williams. Sorry, this is oh, a, this okay. is separate. This has nothing to do with with Wendy. <laughs> like, Wendy Williams, Wendy is Williams coming out. asked 
for Lindsay no, 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 to no, tell no, no. everyone that she <laughs> No, no, no. Okay, so this like either a teen or like a young person, she asked in a cameo for Lindsay to come out to her the girl's parents on behalf of her. Like do it for it. her. Okay. Which is like a bizarre request. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay wrote back and was like, I'm so honored that you would ask me to do this, but I think this is something you should do for yourself. Um, I don't think you should miss out on like an empowering moment for yourself to like, and she was like, sounded really lucid. And I was like, hell yeah, Lindsay. She was like, I'm sure your parents will like appreciate it. And like, I'll, I'll show, I'll play it for you. It's actually like, whoa, I was like, damn, she sounds <laughs> correct. That's like it's rational. Like, <laughs> it's like, I'm like, it was radical. I'm thrown radically rational. Yeah. Hold on. So if you haven't seen my other video, I asked Lindsay Lohan to come out to my parents for me in a cameo, and she did make the video. It's not what I expected at all, but I wanted to share it with you all in case anyone wanted to hear it. Uh, So yeah. Hi, Alana, it's Lindsay Lohan. Um, I know that you are about to take a very big step in telling your parents, you know, uh, who you truly are and what you want them to accept of you. Um, And I think that you should do it yourself. I think that coming from you, you'll feel a lot of power and strength and it's important that you are who you truly are and that you love yourself and you can live by that um, and tell your parents that. And I promise you they will understand. I'm sending you lots of love, all the love in the world and strength and support um, and God bless you. Stay true to yourself. You're truly beautiful um, and Godspeed. Lots of love and good luck. Holy shit. Moving. I love that. I love her raspy little voice. But like, that's like, that's the thing you should like. That was really cool of her. I thought. Totally. Wow. I'm shocked that we live in a day and age where Lohan is like lucid and making sense. <laughs> I know. This I is mean, like the end. This is end days or a sign of like the apocalypse is nigh. Never forget. But I'm here for it. Queer pioneer Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Like True. what happened? She, I, I always, I thought like it's weird, bless you, that she was like, I think on Howard Stern two years ago to promote Lohan Beach Club. And she was like, kind of almost like going, b- revising the history with Ronson and was like, we were actually just best friends. I was like, no, you were fucking, you were, you were best world. friends that literally put your mouths on each other's. You were lovers. Like you were fully yeah. in, like, that's not, and you were entwined in a romantic relationship i'm just like don't try to like (laughs) don't try to you might not remember those years that much but like don't try to like gaslight us like Mm -mm. i we all saw that we all were like in support of you and fully like empowered by your just like iconic lesbian coupling but also just like her fearless radical it was radical and like don't diminish that and don't don't downplay like the importance you play in the LGBTQ community. Yeah. That's what I have to say about that. I don't know what's going on Amen. over there. Amen. With your ru- ties to Russia and all that and Turkey, but like, you know. Yeah. Maybe she can't like say someone's gay on cameo because it's like against. I mean, we know that she no, was actually. like hanging with, she was like on like Russian TV and she was. <laughs> Shilling for the Turkish government. 
Which is insane. I feel like Putin. <laughs> I feel like Putin. No, she literally was going. Okay, we don't have to go into it. But um, anyway, good for Lindsay. Yeah, this isn't a political podcast, guys. We're here to talk about fucking Rock of Love. We're here so to talk about Rock ado, of Love. I'm Lara. I'm Carrie. And you're listening to Sexy, Unique Podcast. Insatiable, Insatiable bitch, bitch goddesses. Speaking of supporting militaristic governments, um, you know, the military industrial complex plays a huge part in this episode of Rock of Love. Huge. This this episode was so good. I was like out. I was laugh out louding and being like, no, and like crying (laughs) at parts of it. Like it truly was one of the chef's kiss episodes of. T- one of the most chef's kiss episodes of tv that i've ever seen wow am okay. i wrong am i wrong or did you watch I, did i hype it too much and you were just like whatever when i you was excited it? i i mean i liked it it was it was it was a special episode i wouldn't say it's like pinnacle but it was it was good it was definitely the best episode so far of the season yeah it would just it just had every element and it was so disrespectful to our troops i also just appreciate i appreciate anything that's done in the guise of supporting our troops when it's actually like pushing them further to the brink of destruction mentally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um because i feel like so i mean i feel like (laughs) our troops are just generally disrespected at every turn so like brett getting his girls to like perform for them is another form of like torture um i mean yeah i think let's just hear it before we start i just want to hear it for uh shirley claire and joan arlene (laughs) i just think that they're superstars they're american icons i hope they're still with us slash you know doing well it's you know they were it's they were uh they're in their golden years in this episode they were the shining stars of this of this episode for me and i they would absolutely be were. And honored I knew that you to would love them mm-hmm. specifically joan arlene like i would pay for her to like whip me into shape and be like mm-hmm. stop stop <laughs> don't sit like that you know don't hold your <laughs> wrists like that like she would just like toughen me up yeah don't, why are you sitting like don't slouch you know, I just loved it. I loved her like whipping these whippersnappers into shape. So these young, so these young girls. At the beginning of the episode, it opens on just a sleepy morning, and Inna is trudging around the house in her little sunglasses, and she really feels like she's losing touch with Brett. And they have a conversation by the pool that is deeply humiliating for her. <laughs> also. <laughs> Like, Brett's like, now nah, I'm going to have coffee with Ina by the pool with my pal Ina. And what's Brett doing? Up, he, Brett gets up really, I think he's like a morning person. So you get up at 6 a.m. He's already seems like he's been through his morning routine, which includes like a workout, a power smoothie, 
and like a blowout because his yeah, hair getting is his, extra like fluffed and getting his smooth. hair extensions blown out and stapled yeah, into his, adjusting his scalp, his bandana, like <laughs> just toupee. right and putting, <laughs> placing a hat over it. And then he just strolls the grounds until someone wakes <laughs> up and like <laughs> decides to talk Yeah, he, to he kind of just saunters around. Like I can tell, I bet the grass is like soggy and wet with like morning dew and he's just like in his flip flops and boot cut jeans he's taking in all the smells of the out of nature mm-hmm. and what's interesting about this house too versus the house of, in season one is that i don't get a sense that this house smells as bad oh no i mean maybe by now it's a little ripe, but i think it's definitely not like a fart palace like season one no yeah. Season one was like, <laughs> season one was just fart rancid, feet, like toilet yeah. paper in the bath, in the you know, in the toilet water, like just disgusting. Maybe some toilet pa- paper on the floor, sticky, sticky floors, frat house floors, <laughs> dirty feet. So, um, so yeah, so Inna comes out. Yeah, they talk by the pool. She won't take her sunglasses off, and mm, she basically that. tells Brett like she's starting to have feelings for him and that's why she's like pulling away because it's really hard to see the guy that you have a crush on actively date and pursue other women right in front of your face and i just like love how trash brett is because he will listen to what you say and then he'll be like all right like i i hear you i hear you but like what about this and just basically it's like i'm gonna do this anyways so it's like anything you say is moot and it explains herself, and then you hear like, boom, boom, doom, doom. Like every rose has a thorn. Like some kind of variation of it starts because it's the only fucking song <laughs> Brett knows how to play on his guitar. I'm convinced. Comes starts starts like winding up, and then Brett kind of just goes, "How about you step it up?" Yeah, he's, he's like, "You need to step actually it up." Actually, more from you. And I wrote, Brett, how about you fucking step it up? Yeah, you literally are doing the bare minimum. Not even. You're just doing the least. It's like, I love hearing someone's concerned and like they're being vulnerable and like telling Mm -hmm. you a little bit how their mind and heart works. And then you're Mm -hmm. like, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep doing this. So I'm actually going to need you to figure it out. How about you step it up? He says. (laughs) Yeah. And And she goes, um, okay. She's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hang by your balcony every night with a sign that says, I like you, Brett. And I was like, oh, God, just stop. I had a visceral reaction to her being like, I like you. I was just yeah. like, honey, get out. Get out. I like you. <laughs> um, Daisy, they all gather to read from the challenge and it daisy reads and it looks like she's holding a cheesecake factory menu <laughs> they do look like those menus she, she it takes her like i don't know what it was but for some reason when she whenever she reads my eyes glaze over and it, it like is like an hour long like it took her so long to read same i did not uh absorb I what was the like, challenge was at all she's like yeah, and um, and then to but, celebrate, and I um, want you the flag to be to ambassadors at- to the flag. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, 
and then came like can you imagine her being a cheesecake factory waitress yeah so here are you, here are your specials today how are you guys doing today we're doing okay how are you i'm so good thank you for asking can i take your drink order i'll have a sam adams with an orange one sam adams with an orange and how about you i'll have a shirley temple and one shirley temple great take a look at the menu and i'll like be right back thank you so much um <laughs> so they're <laughs> basically their challenge is going to be they're going to be performing for like veterans of the war yeah the war plural Brett reveals that they like had to the next room or just somewhere else in the house. And then Brett reveals that two broads await them. <laughs> and one is named Shirley Claire and the other is Joan Arlene. And these women are true like golden girls mm-hmm. and their bodies. They're like snatched to hell and back. Joan uh, Arlene is not fucking around. I was like, I want, if I age into her body, like I was like, this is a body of a woman who's been like taking care of herself since she was like 15 years old. It was like, I got to keep it tight. Joan Arlene is in a leotard. Like looking incredible. Her waist is like as trim as a wick. And mm-hmm. like, she's just wearing heels. She's rocking heels. Shirley, like they're they both have gorgeous skin. They look incredible. Um, they're full on USO girls. Like probably were in like World War Two or yeah. Korean Korean War. I don't know. Like I I guess they're they're. I mean, this they've was two thousand seven, so they're yeah probably. Brett was, says they've been performing for the troops for fifty years. Yeah, they were. So they've been in it. They they're in it. We'll just say this is like Brett, their vibe, and mm-hmm. I was like. I was ready for the show to just like Vanderpump Rules style begin with Rock of Love and then just turn and follow them into like the rest of their life. And then we get a show just about Joan and Shirley. Totally. I I was like so riveted. Brett apparently has like toured with them. Like Brett goes over to like because Big John was in. He as we know he was a sniper in Iraq, mm-hmm. and Brett has gone overseas to Afghanistan, I think, and like toured with these ladies so brett knows them well he has a lot of respect for them um so they mean business yeah and brett says that they will be training the girls for a uso performance later that afternoon where they will be performing for active military and veterans and i was like why would you submit these soldiers and people who have like fought for our country you're going to sit them down and submit them to the this flop house of women. That is disres- that is disrespectful. That's very un-American. I, lo- I, have I to love say. it though. It's ju- it's so deeply disrespectful. It's like imagine yeah. going imagine fighting in Iraq or and some of these veterans like looked like they were like world- decorated World War II. Like imagine surviving a war. And yeah. coming back home, having terrible like healthcare for the rest of your life, like 
PTSD. You fought in Nam. You have like strokes from inhaling like Agent Orange. The government doesn't give a shit about you. You're literally in like a veteran's home hanging on for dear life. And then one day a nurse is like, come out here and sit in the cafeteria. Come on. And then you go sit down only to be subjected to Brett Michaels hen house of whores. Like and Bill, and Bill Dwyer. Like <laughs> who's Bill Dwyer? I, I guess he's a comedian. I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> he books. He books. Yeah. He did he's a great a job. He did well with what he had to do. Yeah, he he's... did what had to be done and he like he killed. Oh, it. he's been on a bunch of shit. I know him, but he also was on he hosts BattleBots. Like the robot, the game where you like the uh television show where they make robots that fight each other. Anyway. Love. Um I'm not familiar, <laughs> but love that person. So Joan. They're, they mean business. J.A. and S.C. are like not. They're like once Brett leaves the room, it's like this is their time. They have an hour to get them prepped, which is insane. But you know what? They've had to do. They've had to learn routines in an hour, I'm sure, overseas in tight situations. So they're going to crack the whip. And um, Joan Arlene te- decides to like teach Destiny and Ina how to dance. And it cut. So the girls have to like pair off and they're going to be performing in groups of twos. And Destiny and Ina decide to, that they're going to do a dance. So Joan Arlene, like it cuts to her being like, and one and two and one and a two. And they're like stomping around. <laughs> I was really into their like dance. And I thought Destiny was a good dancer. Um, yeah, but their act was insane. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get to that. But like, but, it, at so, first I had a lot of faith in that. Like, I was like, oh, Destiny, yeah, like, yeah, she yeah. can learn the, her combinations. She's like working the stage. Like, I'm into Chris, it. Christy Joe was like, no one here likes me. So I wonder if I'll get. And then Ombre is like, you know, we're roommates. I'll give her a chance. I, tr- I like, I don't mind her. So they pair yeah. off. And you knew it was going to be bad because Christy Joe goes, maybe I can do like a comedy bit. While you're doing tap, because Amber's really good at tap dancing, as we learn. And Chrissy Joe offers to do, like, broad comedy. And I was just like... Phys- oh. Physical comedy. Physical com- I was just like, you know what? <laughs> this is where you know things are going south. I love Ambre's teamwork making the dream work attitude, though. Where she's like, you know what? I wouldn't necessarily choose Christy Joe, but I'm going to do whatever it takes to work with her and make this a great performance. Like Ombre's positive attitude is what we all need a little bit of in our day-to-day lives. P.S. Amber is like incredible at tap dancing. And yeah. And the fact that she was able to pull a dance off with I her mean, maybe not incredible, but she's very confident. literally been tor- torn I know. to shreds. <laughs> she's still nursing a, like a knee injury. She has like shrapnel legs at this point. Like she's like fully She's been in a war could, herself. Like she could be a veteran at this point cuz you do get a shot like you get a shot of her legs just like bare later on in the episode and I was like, "Oh my god." Like she's they are torn up. to shreds. Yeah. And she's um, just powering through. Megan and Jessica pair up and they're going to do the preamble to the Constitution. Uh, while hula hooping while hula hooping (laughs) (laughs) jessica is really i think jessica's really smart 
I just mm-hmm. get the vibe that she's like I don't know. I just got the vibe that she's smart, but she so they have to like memorize the preamble. Megan doesn't even know what preamble means and she's having like I think it could be an act, but like she's Jessica's like Megan can barely pronounce some of the words that are in the preamble, so like I'm a little concerned. Yeah, Megan has a hard time with the word posterity. Mhm. Which you know, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Inna is not taking this challenge seriously, and Joan Arlene ain't having it. Yeah, they're going to be butting heads this episode, and she's very stern, and, and Inna is, like, starting to get her, like, willful defiance of authority report card mark, like, mm-hmm. that she got every year of grade school. It's, like, rearing its head right now, and she's not, she's not down with Miss Joan, which I was very, I was very protective of Joan. Same. Uh, don't like, disrespect don't Joan. Don't disrespect Arlene. her, Inna. She has been yeah. overseas, overworked, and underpaid for too long to take yeah, your shut shit. Shut your mouth. Yeah, seriously. She's like. Also, she's a professional. Like, yeah, you this should is be her listening thing. to her. This is what she does for the past 50 years. Christy Joe is like, we see more of her. Like, she's like, it'd be funny if. You tried to, you were like doing a teacher student thing and you were trying to teach me a routine. And every time I tried, I just messed up. And Amber's like, okay, like, cool. And I was like, oh, God. I love, <laughs> Amber is just realizes that it's like, it ain't going to happen for them. And so I love her <laughs> approach, which is just telling Christy Joe, like, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. And then just doing her own thing at mm-hmm. the end of the day. She's a real. Um, and then Daisy. <laughs> Oh my god, Daisy. We find out that Daisy is singing the Star Spangled Banner by well, herself. Okay, so there's one girl has to mm-hmm. be alone and like they do the challenge solo and Daisy's hope is that like she kills it and then she gets a solo date with Brett. I love that how far she's willing to go for Brett's love. And then every they cut to her when she's like practicing and she you just see her and she's like this. She's looking up at the ceiling. She's I don't think she's ever heard of the Star Spangled Banner or sung it because she has. She seems very like unfamiliar. She has a loose grasp on the national anthem, and Shirley Claire is like more the vocalist, so she's kind of taking her through it. And you just, she's like one and two, and she's like, huh? Huh? and you hear Daisy's little voice. She's like, oh, say can you see like? So tone deaf. And I think I've like the whole time I'm like, oh, isn't she like a singer? Yeah, that's what I thought too. I but then later she... we find out she goes, I've never sang in public before. <laughs> Brave sister. <laughs> oh, say. Can you see? <laughs> Daisy? I can't do her. Is... I, can't, I can't even try to do Daisy. You're so good at Daisy. <laughs> I can't even try. It's beyond me. I love her spirit. Like, she's so, like, she's so serious. And, like, will she'd do anything for Brett. And, like, she, like, I think that she's so beautiful and earnest. And she just will, she's fearless at the end of the day. She seems like a friend that would, like, stop what she's doing to come help you. That's the vibe she I got. She definitely would. And she be, seems like, very so loyal. Supportive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, some of the stuff <laughs> she says, 
is like maybe not doesn't make sense like the advice she gives like you're just happy that she's there yeah like you'd call you'd text her that like some guy you're hanging out with is like being so rude to you and like being really wishy-washy about like defining the relationship and she'd be like oh my god like you should fucking kill him (laughs) and like you'd be like no daisy like i don't think that and she's like no totally totally and like she's like she's like dowdy without like the conniving like machinations (laughs) she's yeah she's dowdy with like a little less borderline personality disorder yeah like Kristen would like actually kill them but daisy's like oh okay yeah we shouldn't no you're right you're right (laughs) you're right i don't know why i said that (laughs) that's Um, fucking crazy of me anyways you're so, so the, hot. Like, don't you're give so hot. What he says. Let's go out. <laughs> um, Brett, the women gather up to go in the limo to go to the VA. And Brett is like, we hear his in, in his confession. He goes, I, I need a woman who supports the military. And I was like, all right. He's like, so this, I is, love very, that. this is very important to me. He wants a girl that will put the troops first. And I can't fault him for that. Mm-hmm. I can't fault him for loving. For loving our troops? Same. The army. God love him. Yeah. God love him. He loves them um, so much that he's going to now subject them to like prisoner of war level torture in the form uh, of <laughs> these women performing for them. Um. So they get to the VA and... Uh, they, they set up, there's like a little rehearsal moment in the kind of auditorium area they have. Um, and they have them all run through their acts. Joan Arlene is not, she's like not thrilled at what she's seeing. No, I mean, Inna is not being a professional. And she's, no. and I think Destiny is not being allowed to shine to her fullest potential because Inna won't take this shit seriously. And then... Inna begins mouthing off at Joan, and I just wrote, Inna's going home for sure. Like, I knew at that moment, I was like, I mean, I knew kind of at the beginning when she and Brett had that conversation, I was like, Inna's done, and like, her refusal to take her sunglasses off, I was like, the writing's on the fucking wall, and now we see you descend into the depths of hell. One thing I can say about Brett is that he's very into, like, respecting people who are older than him, I think, and he, like... So he's like, this is not going to like rub well with him. And even Destiny, like they're all like, all the girls backstage are like, what the fuck? Because like she's, she's like, oh, okay. Like she's being so rude to this woman who is a professional. And Joan Arlene is like, she's not even saying anything. She's just saying like, you know, make it tighter or like follow, you know, let's run that again. And and it's just like, oh, whatever. She's like, I'm going to hit her. I'm going to hit. I swear I'm going to hit her. I was like, if you hit her, I will literally jump in front of her. You can hit me, but don't hit her. Imagine yelling at a 75-year-old woman. In a leotard. And, like, get it. In a leotard who's just trying to teach you how to dance that's, like, literally has a dancer's body and a dancer's discipline. And you're like, oh, okay. What? You don't have to be so fucking rude about it. Like, what? I would never... No, it's, and they're all like, Jesus, like backstage. 
Yeah, I was like, I could feel how awkwarded out everyone was over Inna's terrible behavior. Even Megan is being respectful, and she's, you know, like, obviously has yeah. ageism. So, the all the veterans and uh, military members gather with their loved ones and family. There's young <laughs> people there. Like, there's clearly grandchildren there. They're all packed in to watch this talent show. Um, and Brett goes... Bill, Bill Dwyer comes out, and he's like, Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Bill... Um, and Brett is like, I'm going to be quite honest. And I was just appreciative of it. I'm going to be quite honest with I'm you. I'm going to be quite honest with you. He goes, I was scared. I really want the girls to put on a good show for our troops. I was like, I was like maybe you should have thought of, of you're full of shit. And you should have thought of that before you brought this cast. <laughs> this ragtag team of like sloppy Joes to go perform this, for our veterans. Also, the I'm suicide like, suicide you squad. You're bringing the literal suicide squad <laughs> to the VAs to do why like Brett perform like at least do like an acoustic version or like why didn't he perform because yeah, you like, should have been like the USO intro it was like starring Brett Michaels and then it's like no he just is sitting in the audience yeah he should have gone on at the end and like done like a sing-along with everyone about like born yeah, in the USA like that would have been cool and have the girls like dance yeah. next to him or whatever like and do like, that'd be blow cool some confetti up yeah, where was Brett? Where was where's the laughter? Where's the applause? Where were you, Brett? Where were you, Brett? Time for you to step it up. But no, um, you sit in the. Fr- <laughs> you're sitting in no, the front you're row. Sitting in the front, taking up space. Taking up space. Taking up oxygen. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So 
Hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm trying to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I'm planning a trip to Italy this summer, and I'm trying to stock up on lots of linen wear for the hot Italian days. And Quince is a great option for linen dresses, pants. Their styles are really comparable with other brands that cost two to three times more. So I'm perusing Quince and having myself a little bit of a shopping spree. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash sexy unique for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash sexy unique to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash sexy unique. Born in the USA. All together now. Born in the USA. Okay. Um, so we, the, the show, show begins. begins, the show begins, um, and Amber Bill Dwyer introduces Amber and Christy Joe. Yeah, they're the first act. Mm-hmm. And they come out and Amber truly pulls off the performance of a lifetime. She taps her little heart out. And I thought that they were going to try and like coordinate the tap. No. But then Christy Joe is like flopping around. She's doing like her like vaudeville. I was like, okay, <laughs> stop. Yeah, <laughs> Christy Joe on vaudeville. Well, because clearly Brett does not get. He's, I don't think Brett understands like Tapping. what she. I, he wasn't under. He didn't understand what Christy Joe was going for because he's like, he's basically like, why does she suck so much? And and he's like, she looked like a monkey, like she he, dancing or something. He's it like, was just he, a monkey on crack, completely over his head. Like maybe less nuance, more just straightforward. Like she. Well, but also they didn't interact at all. So you just had Amber doing like an amazing top performance, and then Christy Joe being like, mm-hmm, yeah, in the background. So it would have been like they needed to like script their performance a little bit better. Totally, in it my was opinion. Like, 
No, I mean I'm not I'm I'm not like a professional comedian, but like I uh I think no one really got it. No. So fail Christy Joe. Um and then <laughs> the host <laughs> Bill Dwyer comes back out and he's like, You may know them as Jessica and Megan, but we know and I was like they don't know them at all. Like, yeah. who knows them? I love you may know them as <laughs> yeah. when you're introducing people that no one knows. They come out and they do their hula hoop and it's actually like really cute and fun. And they they do a good job. They, they fucking like, recite, slay. They slay. Yeah. They recite the preamble. They sound, even Megan, like they sound like solid and it's it's like mostly no seams like it's just like a really tight little performance and i was yeah they they stripped down to their bikinis and then it very much reminded me of like kirsten dunce and michelle williams Mm -hmm. it was very dick yeah it was very dick and i was like this is cute people just love like innocent girls and bikinis who are also patriots like yeah. that is a that's a was, real they like fired on all cylinders yeah and like, it was that's it was very these uso people needed to see it was also very like proud to be an american like in uh drop yeah. dead gorgeous like very like why is that like because it's that because our so country is disgusting i mean because yeah but love, like because the un like sort of permit innocence of like a young like you know wide-eyed girl being like i love our country and i love guns you know like that's very yeah like hit some pervert but also you can get away with it because you're like oh they're being a patriot and it's also like a typically i feel like a white thing where you see like a totally. it's like blonde haired blue-eyed girl with big tits who's also yeah. like and then one thing I love is freedom in our country. <laughs> like, and then and even I, like, saying that, I'm like, hell fucking yeah. But, like, that's just been, like, programmed in us from the beginning. But they yeah, really it's tapped like, into that. It's, like, it's terrifying. Why like, is, like, white sexy? supremacy, white nationalism. Just, like, like, here we are. I love our country. And I want you to love our country too. And everyone's like, yeah, you know, it's like, it <laughs> feels like fucked quintessentially up. American to me. And I, even though I know that it's like wrong, wrong. <laughs> yeah. And fucking like, there's nothing I wouldn't do for my amazing country. I'm like, do I need to go into like USO performance, like sexy it's, veteran? It's, it's it's disturbing and it's like it's fully so like, weird. It's, it's so weird, weird, but it's also like do any deeply, other countries do that? Like sexy I don't country? Know. I mean, probably like Russian, maybe. But like, I I feel like it's like do weird. Italians do that? I don't. Yeah, I I think I they need all, readers to I weigh think, in. Like, do no? Do I think every military have, like, has had sexual. I think every, like, in, I mean, war, like, every side has had, like, some kind of, like, sexy performance to entertain the truth. It's all about, like, entertaining the well, men. Well, yeah, but that's one thing. But I'm, like, merging the idea, like, merging an idea of, like, sex and sexuality with 
patriotism. I don't. Yeah, it's, is that like I a think thing in like Canada? Do they do that? I don't know. I think it's like white. It just reeks of like white supremacy and like. It's very strange. Sexism. I want you from <laughs> Uncle Sam. I want you, says Uncle Sam. You know, it's like, stop. But it's also innocent. Like, because, like, Megan. No, Jessica but it's and not Megan, innocent. It's also very, it's really, like, pedophile behavior. It's like. Well, it's also, like, grown women cosplaying as, like, young it's little like, it's, innocent girls in bikinis but with tits yeah. who are hula hooping and then also reciting a preamble like it shouldn't work with but it tits. really works like i was like truly like yes they fucking win they slayed mama and like vote them into fucking office they slayed mama in and destiny <laughs> they fucking slayed mama take the stage and slay queen um, Inna and Destiny get up there and decide they do a tawdry dance that brings shame upon our nation. Um, Inna, <laughs> Inna and Destiny just like they just do like a go-go dance. They abandon the dance they that they were supposed to do and just fully strip. And they're even like Destiny's wearing just a thong and bends over. Rips her miniskirt off, bends over fully in front of the audience of people that are there, including children, in a full thong, and like gives them full ass, like a full ass shot. Wait, I just had to say, I just had to say, with Megan and there's a shot during Megan and Jessica's number where you just see like a wife of one of the like veterans is like this older woman, and she has like tears because she's laughing so hard. They like love they were- it. They're just a hit across the fucking board. Everyone loved it. It was an act for all ages. It was it was weird. It was cool, but it was also it just made me think. It really it was like it fired on a lot of cylinders. It made me really think about America and what it means to be an American. And I think that they like it was a really deep moment. And I thank them for it. I thank them for their service. And it's truly made even more kind of magical by Inna and Destiny's striptease. It, well, it put it, they, ate, they ate them up. So Inna and Destiny are just flops. Like no one, they don't, no one takes to it. Like no one's pleased with it. Brett seems embarrassed. It's embarrassing. It's they're doing they're good at what they do. It's just not the time and place, maybe. Like no, it just look- like it really did fall flat and there was like no rhyme or reason. Maybe if they had recited something like if they did like President Lincoln's Yeah, it was just like cabaret. Classic was, address. Yeah. It wasn't even cabaret. It was just like a it was truly tawdry and in bad taste. Poor taste. Um, but also, my big question is, why did Daisy go last <laughs> for the national so da- anthem? Aren't you supposed to have the national anthem the first thing you do anyway? I don't know what I don't. It's it doesn't do Daisy any good. We'll just say she could have, because at least if she had done it first, people would have been like, oh, she went first, like she was. But she goes last, and boy, is it not good. Daisy, she sits in front and she goes. <laughs> She was like this. She looks up at the ceiling and she goes, oh, say. 
can you see? And <laughs> the and every and one of the veterans like with his cane like who's like ninety like stands up and everyone st- <laughs> Brett stands up and he like has his hands behind his back and she's does not hit one key she's completely tone deaf <laughs> she doesn't know the words. I was crying at this point, like sitting in my bed, laying in my bed, watching and just weeping. And I just wrote, Daisy is a fucking gift to us all. She looks, she looks amazing. And like, no one really knows what to do in the audience, which made it even better. And then the fact that she didn't even know the words and had probably never heard the national anthem before. I don't think she's her. I honestly don't think Daisy... Because I think she was probably always late to school, so I don't think she ever like stood for the Pledge of Allegiance. Remember? Also, can we talk about how weird it is that we like did the Pledge of Allegiance every day? Yeah, that was bizarre. <laughs> like in, That's, I don't. Did, did you? you I did it? that. I did that like my whole Catholic the, school. Catholic school well, loves the Pledge of Allegiance. No, I did that at public school. Catholic school, we did a prayer every morning. Catholic school. I'm pretty sure my brief stint at Catholic school, I think they did a Pledge of Allegiance every morning over the loudspeaker. And if you were late and in the hallway, like trying to get to class, you had to stop and just stand there and like, yeah. wait for it to be over before you could like move, which I'm like, don't, don't tread on me. <laughs> don't <laughs> tell me when to stop. I want to go, go, go. I'm trying to get to class. I'll also just never forgive my Catholic. I'm like, you guys aren't actually patriots because the a day that I was really late was 9-11 and they still sent me to detention, even though it was fucking 9-11. Detention! I was like, you guys literally, like, they're like, why are you late? And I was like, mm, <laughs> We're under attack. We're under fucking like, attack. Yeah, like shit's going down. And they were like, detention for you. I was like, you call yourself a patriot i think not <laughs> yeah it was just i'm just thinking like every morning like i don't do they still do that i don't even know if they do that anymore i don't know i pledge allegiance so to the flag weird well yeah and then living in america i mean once again taking it to a place of <laughs> but like just that hyper nationalism was so fucked and like like i mean it was like i don't i kind of all i remember now like just like being like standing up and looking up at that loudspeaker on the on the wall and just going like who was i who was i pledging to just the united states of america you're pledging to just a flag (laughs) yeah and like i remember they would choose people i think it was in grade school there was a flagpole outside of our grade school building. And so there would be people that were in charge of like hoisting the flag every morning or whatever. And that was like a thing. People are so obsessed with the flag. People are obsessed I'm kind of obsessed. I'm obsessed with how obsessed people are with the flag and like how like tender they are with a flag. And like what the proto- flag protocol is so interesting to me. I pledge of allegiance. To the flag of the United States of America <laughs> and to the Republic for which it stands. Like, it's so, it's camp. It's honestly. Hunger Game. It's fucking camp. And if you, you, th- to, like, if you really think about it, <laughs> in a really fuck. specific way. Yeah, the flag. Like you, and 
and I just never understood the folding. I was like, just make it look like a triangle and let's fucking go. <laughs> it, it is very, t- it's like very tenuous. It's very like, del- be delicate, be delicate, be delicate. You know, it's like, yeah, like it's the flag is fucking... not supposed to touch the ground. Yeah. I'm like, get, take, get a grip. It's a piece of fabric. Let's Betsy Ross, who? Yeah. I just don't. I was like, it's just so ingrained in us from like such a young age. But the one thing I do appreciate is a great Star Spangled Banner. Like, oh, I'm a yeah. huge, huge fan of that song. And like, no, I, I love, love the National Star Spangled Anthem. Banner I love the National Anthem. I listened yeah. to Whitney's Super Bowl like from 1991. Like, free, I, it's the greatest thing I've ever heard. It's gorgeous. And like, Gaga's at the inauguration Gaga. was the only good thing about that inauguration was Gaga who upon watching her performance I was like wow I feel like American again she <laughs> made me proud that day yeah. but no the Star Spangled Banner is is amazing I always feel Daisy? like a sw- I always feel like a swell of like something a chisel like, in my eye but I don't like pledging of al- I don't like the Pledge of Allegiance I think that's weird fair and I love that, like, the Star Spangled Banner can either be gorgeous and moving, and <laughs> even Fergie. if it's not, or it's, like, Fergie. And Daisy gave us Fergie before <laughs> Fergie even gave us Fergie's oh. Star Spangled Banner. Daisy not was the original. Yet, 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 yet. Daisy literally is, like, we're going to pipe in sound here. She is, oh, sad. Can you see Ben? It's ben. incredible. It's not. Iconic. Yeah, yeah. What? I also love any. What feels very American to me is deciding winners based on the sound of applause. Like, mm-hmm. the loudness of applause. Like, that is quintessential American behavior. And I think just, it's just truly the, the way that we should be deciding anything. <laughs> like, the next presidential election should just be, like, we gather, like, a, people in the Rose Bowl stadium. And then just someone waves their hand over a candidate's head. And whoever gets the most applause wins. It feels right. That's how they there's, should vote for the little, next like, mayor. There's, there's like a, a there's like an applause meter with like a, a number one. Uh, hand. Yeah. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> you better scream! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> like that is how I want to decide so everything American. from here on out. Just like screaming. I remember being at camp as like a like going to basketball camp as a youth and like we decided a lot of things by applause there and it just felt right and it as felt just you sound like my great aunt Roz <laughs> I love I was a youth in basketball camp my my aunt Rosie who is still with us and she's she's iconic but one time she said she said oh and she's from Salem Massachusetts and she said enjoy your youth to me <laughs> youth and I was like, Yoot. I will. <laughs> no, so Megan and Ye- uh, Jessica, Megan, Megan and Jessica win. They win and they win big. Their applause is so big. Like some of them it are breaks, so flat. Almost breaks the meter. It breaks. You can hear it all up and down Sunset Boulevard. It's just like it is the talk of the town that night. 
It breaks um, the they, internet. It, they broke the internet before the internet. Well, the internet already existed in 2000. But they fucking broke it. They broke MySpace. They <laughs> um, broke the MySpace. So they, so they win. They head back down to the house. And Brett sits the girls down. So Jessica and Megan, I, I think, are they at the dinner table? Yeah, they are. Yeah. So Brett has a Brett- dinner with the girls. There's meatballs yeah. the size of like <sighs> softballs. They looked Those meatballs s- looked so fucking good. I was so, so excited for everyone to just have like a chill dinner because I I truly I was duped into like thinking that this was going to be just like a gorgeous dinner for the ladies and for Brett cuz like just based on those meatballs alone I was like with it with the table that features meatballs like that nothing can go wrong. But Yeah. And but Brett is like Let's have a beautiful dinner. We're going to have a chill dinner. Just like sit down. And now we're going to have dinner. Just chill out. with The party night's a fun night. And I was like, then, hell fucking yeah. But then the minute he sits Pass down, he goes, bread. so I, he's like, I'd like each of you to tell me who deserves to be here and who's here for the right reasons and the wrong reasons. <laughs> I was like, okay, so this was. <laughs> Any chillness is gone to meet out the window. <laughs> No, fucking classic Brett just sits down at a table and then Stir starts shit drama up. instantly. And yeah. like all of the girls are really thrown and no one wants to be a snitch. So they won't give up the goods. And you have, I love to when like, it's like, well, Megan's like, I mean, I'm really good friends with Jessica only. And I just really know that she's like a great person. So I can't really say anything about anyone else. Cause I like, just don't know. And like, they go around like kind of singing that old song and dance. Brett goes, Amber. He goes, he goes, that, he goes, they're saying things that aren't helping me. <laughs> and then, and then Ombre starts to tear up and she goes, okay, well, I just have to say that. It's really tough for me to say this because I, I do, I do like this girl and and I, I've shared space with her and I, I do really appreciate her. But Christy Joe, I just don't think you're here for the right reasons. And she starts bawling. She's crying. She looks stunningly gorgeous. And then mm-hmm. her monologue, like I want to recite that and perform it somewhere because it was beautiful. It hit every note. It was like you can tell she's so pained yeah. having to come through with this info, but. There's she no way tagged. that she can keep her mouth shut any longer. And she, she goes, snitch tagged. Yeah, she goes, I just, and I want, I just, I don't think you're ready. And I am. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. And I was like, <laughs> ready oh my for fucking God. Chrissy Joe's just like, looks, Chrissy Joe looks menacing as fuck. She's just staring at Ombre, just like with these dead eyes, just like. And I was like, ooh, I wouldn't want to sleep in that room tonight. Yeah, I love their eye makeup, too, because it's like they're still in all their makeup from their performance. And so they both have like silver glitter, like mm-hmm. shellac over their eyelids. And they just look really fantastic. And Christy Joe's sitting there scowling back. And then Ambre unleashes the rage of all the girls and mostly Destiny against Christy Joe. Oh. And just like a screaming. Destiny and Christy Joe have like a black swan thing going on because they look so much like I sometimes I'm like, wait, okay, yeah, that's Destiny. But Destiny takes this opportunity to just like unleash hell and goes after Christy Joe and just like they come to blows almost. 
They do. And I'm obsessed. Destiny is like, what do you care about? Like, why are you even here? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, do you even love Brett? And Christy Joe's like, I don't have to say anything. I don't have to say. He knows like, how I feel. My she won't give busy. it up. Yeah, she goes, they're like, Destiny's just like, all you do is talk about your ex-fucking-husband. She goes, what are you really here for? And then Destiny's just, is, yeah, she keeps going, he knows. I don't have to say anything. I was like, whoa. Yeah, Maybe. I was like, this is going to be like, this will come to blows. And they kind of stand up and scream at each other a little bit. Oh, yeah, well, Chrissy Joe, then she snaps. And she stands yeah. and she points at Destiny. She goes, I don't have to say anything to you. And I just wrote, this dinner doesn't seem fun. But Brett loves it. I would be, if I was there in the corner, just housing meatballs and like going Me in on the I'd bread like, basket. I'd be, like, <laughs> I'd be like a horse with you get oats. get in on this? Yeah, I'd be like, pass the Parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> and then And then Destiny- Brett. Oh, yeah. Brett goes. He goes. Well, girls, God bless you. And he walks out because he's so. He's yeah, like, he I gotta go. He's thing. pissed now. He's like. He's like. Well, and this is classic Brett too. Stirring the pot, causing chaos, and then getting pissed and leaving the table. He goes. I don't have anything left to say. I'm gonna leave it at that. And then just gets up and stalks off. You unleash this. Yeah, you did this. And Christy Joe, Christy, Christy Joe bolts, and you just see the shot of Destiny with her gullet of wine, her like goblet. <laughs> she's just pouring more, in, and someone like stops her. <laughs> she stands. She's just pouring her like champagne. She's going with her white wine. I was like, this is the red wedding. It really is. Christy Joe runs upstairs and immediately starts packing, and I just am <sighs> like, get a fucking grip, like. Stand up for yourself, have a spine, and if you want to go home, you should fucking go. Like, just leave and tend to the boxes. Like, yeah, you need to be unpacking, honey, at home. Yeah, not packing here. You're gonna do it. Yeah, don't pack for attention. Packing for attention, I've done it. It's not. I mean, we all have done it. We all have done it. It's not a good look. Never looks good. But Christy Joe, you need to go home and unpack. The boxes are waiting. They are piled. More have piled on on the front porch. (laughs) Like, you need to get home, honey, and unpack. And, like, unpack the trauma that you've no doubt caused your son. And the trauma that you have suppressed. Yeah. And, like, go unpack all your boxes and all your issues and, like, figure out why you would do a show like this. Yeah, why but if is you're she gonna here? leave, fucking She's... leave then. Just get the just fuck go. out of here. Just go. I would just come into the house, walk right up and go, I will drive you to LAX. I will fucking drive to LAX. That's how much I want you to leave. I will get you in the car and we will drive together. We will talk it out. We will listen to NPR and I will drop you off at the Delta Terminal. Yeah, I would also like be speaking up in this moment and I'd be like, you've got to get out of here. You got to get out of here. You're not, you don't want to be here also. She doesn't want to be here. Like you can tell she's just, her ego is so big that she's like, I have to stay here. And she's clearly just putting off the boxes, but this girl does (laughs) not want to be here. She's miserable. She's not going to date Brett. Like she's not, has no intention of actually dating him. Well, that's where I think you're wrong, actually, because I think that this is 
I think that Brett and Christy Joe are deeply attracted to each other because of this type of drama. Like they both really want someone that's true. like he loves a girl that's going to run and pack and like pretend like she's leaving and be like tear stained, like cry face, like raw nose and just like snot and sadness. And she loves to like pack and then like hole up in a closet, just like slowly packing and wait for her man to like come and see what's wrong with her baby and like convince her to stay. Like, the push-pull of their relationship, like, they're both getting a lot out of totally. it. Totally. You're because right. Because he comes into the closet, and he's like, hey, what's wrong? What are you doing in here? Packing? And then th- then they, like, talk for a little bit, and she's like, I can't do it. And he's like, all the girls are going to see us talking, so let's go talk in my room. And I just wrote, classic. This is classic <laughs> them. They, <laughs> they actually might be soulmates. They are. Like, they live for the drama of this I thought moment. last year I thought Heather was a soulmate, but I actually think it's Christy Joe. I think so, too, because Heather's too strong-willed for Brad. Yeah. Like, she's, a wi- she's like a wild girl at heart. Christy Joe is actually, like, very submissive at heart, and I think, like, Brett wants, like, a weak-willed, submissive, but Manipulative. woman. Manipulative. And-, and I think that he staged all this drama specifically so could- to, like, to get force Christy, Christy Joe... Joe in this place so room. that he could like come and save her and then have a tearful conversation. And then fuck. And then fuck. Yeah. Um, Amber, you just see Amber in the kitchen with, <laughs> with Jessica and Megan. And she goes, she goes, she goes, this is a nightmare. <laughs> this is where Amber's letting her vicious leg wounds air out. And, and her pants are pulled up over the knee and she's just like, Letting her wounds air. And I just was like, whoa, her legs are torn the fuck up. And Destiny is sitting next to her, just like nearing a blackout zone. And Destiny goes, I have nothing to say to that fucking chick. And, and Megan's like, she, Meg, Amber's like, I did the wrong thing. He's going to be so mad at me. I was like, oh, classic again. Classic Brad. Yeah. And, then, and then Megan goes, no, you said what everyone wanted to say. So, Amber, we all have your back. And then she hugs her. Like, Megan actually showing, like, some compassion. I was kind of yeah, shocked. Yeah, compassion, kindness, affection. I was like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Brad also says to Chrissy Joe, he goes, oh, yeah, I feel like I don't know you. I'm like, you guys... <laughs> Spend all your time together and you fucked. Like, yes, you do know her. You're just, you're just a, ugh, gross. He loves it, though. They love it. Like, Chrissy Joe also just never ceases to amaze me how different Chrissy Joe looks when all her makeup has been cried off versus, like, her full mm-hmm. face. It's, also, her brows tell so many different stories. Her brows do tell a story, and it's, it's not a good one. Um, a wild story. <laughs> more is more with brows, I think. Absolutely. Um, the next morning, Amber, it's like dead in the morning. And Amber goes, last night I spoke my mind and I feel like that hurt my chances. And I was just like, <laughs> she just summed up the entire experience of being in a, a relationship with Brett. Yeah. You keep Speaking your goddamn your mind, mouth shut. You keep your goddamn mouth shut. And you don't express how you feel, and you'll be okay. But otherwise, yeah, you gotta go. You shut your trap and be sexy. Shut your trap. That's basically this show (laughs) should just be called "Shut Your Trap" (laughs) instead of "Rock of Love." Shut your trap. This season on "Shut Your Trap." 
Last night I spoke my mind. I don't know why I'm doing her like she's Holly Hunter. Last night I spoke my mind, and I feel like that hurt my chances. I'm CDC. Having regrets. So Brett takes Megan and Jessica on their on their double solo date with him, and he takes them to Ed Hart. I wrote, not Ed Hardy. <laughs> This is not a date. Like, his Ed Hardy spawn con has spiraled completely out of control. But do you remember this era of these yeah, types I do of remember. shirts? He goes, he's like, this is my man, Al, or whatever his name is. And he's like, I brought you here. You're going to pick out whatever you want. And Al's going to style it for you. And he's yeah. like, what I do is I, you pick out the shirt and then I cut it while it's on your body to make custom couture. And yeah. I was like, have any of you guys ever Googled the word couture? Like, have they have no knowledge of fashion. I love, like, L.A. couture appropriation mm-hmm. is, like, incredible because everywhere. L.A. is, like, the epicenter of places calling themselves couture that have absolutely nothing to do with couture. Yeah, they go and they meet this guy, John Sachs, and he's like, I'm the lead. I Googled him. He's yeah. real. What's his deal? Yeah, he, he's, yeah, he's real. Like, He's like their he used design. to do He's this like their lead shows. designer, but he yeah. goes and he just like basically they pick out tops and he stands you on like a tailoring platform and he just cuts up your shirt in a hot way and like ties it up on you. But my question, walking away from this, was like, how do you wash the shirt? Like, is it a one-time wear only? Like, it doesn't seem like it would stand up to like a hand washing. Like, maybe you could hand wash it or do you dry clean it? I don't know what, but I guess he is, like, talented, but, like, it was just, like... He's extremely talented. I could It was kind of... Ins- no, it was very, like, Edward Scissorhands with the hedges. Like, he was just, like... All right, you look hot. And she's, like, thanks. Megan is, like, slits all down her, her titties yeah. are showing. And slits. she's, just like... Slid up to her tits, like kind of a cap sleeve tied up, yeah. and then like slits down her belly, and she then like, like tied like, on the side. She has little bobbles hanging off her sleeve. They all, they both have like tendrils and bobbles. So many bobbles. So <laughs> My many favorite shirt too. <laughs> Jessica is just like can't believe her good fortune. She's like, I've never had someone take me into a store on a date and like buy me an outfit. And yeah. then he cuts up he cuts up her shirt and you just hear her at the end go, It's gorgeous. Yeah, Megan, <laughs> Jessica's like, you know, it's not my not my cup of tea, but I was like, she's really grateful for it. And like, this is like kind of a rare experience. And Megan calls her pathetic. I was like, okay, she's having fun. Yeah. He's, you've never had been on a date where someone buys you something? Maybe she hasn't. Yeah. They're just different breeds of hot and like worldliness where I believe Megan's gone on a lot of dates where someone's like bought her an outfit or like flown her to like the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. But it's always like, I feel like, Hey, if someone does that for you, like if someone takes you, if a guy specifically like a guy takes you out and he's like going to buy you an outfit, the outfit's always more for him than like what you want. Yeah, I, um, I have to say it was satisfying to watch him do his little cuts, and I would, I would think I would have like ASMR if he did that to me. I bet it feels really good, mm-hmm. like tickly I, on your skin. 
I'd like it. I would be if John Sachs wanted to cut up my shirt, I would let him. I would love to find him. I would love a reboot of his career because that was like peak Ed Hardy where it was just everywhere. Like you could not swing a purse without like hitting another Ed Hardy purse. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Remember like that era of like Ed Hardy and like Von Dutch and like. Oh my God. I was just going to say Von Dutch. Ashton Kutcher, just the pioneer of Von Dutch. Ashton Kutcher brought a lot of things into our culture. And mm-hmm. all of them that are have, haven't bad. aged well. <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> Von Dutch, punked. Yeah. Oh, I miss punked though. Remember when Taylor Swift like destroyed? A, thought she like destroyed a yacht. Yeah. Remember that one? That him and her That's and Justin like Bieber like shot a fi- shot a firework at a boat, and it's <laughs> <laughs> incredible. I'll never, uh, I, I will always have respect for him trolling Justin Timberlake to the point where Tim's cried. Oh, that was great. That was incredible. That was really good. So at he least we that. have that. Mm-hmm. Wait, did you know that I just saw this last night on Twitter, but did you know that Ah Fudge, Jessica Biel's like now Her restaurant closed down Fudge restaurant was the s- location where Jerry Maguire gets fired? Remember when the guy like takes him out and he's like, "Oh, you're doing it in public, so no, I can't make a scene." Wait, that space was yeah. that same place. Yeah. What? That's right? so weird. It looked nothing like how it looked in. I know. When it was all fudge. I thought that it was like somewhere else. Like I thought for some reason it was like, you know, that weird place on the Sunset Strip that is like looks like a train, but they I guess they serve like chili dogs yeah. or something yeah. like that. I thought that's where they were. No, I think they're at this off-fudge place on Melrose. That's fucking crazy. Right? I think. Yeah. That's what I saw. Anyway. R.I.P. Al-fudge. You were shitty while you lasted. You were, you were shitty. Um, I, was, I, uh, I was on another podcast recently, and I Plug yourself. Plug, plug yourself. Thyself. I, was on, I was on How Long Gone. And they were talking. We somehow off a. I brought it up. Somehow I brought. It up. <laughs> somehow. And I, somehow I mentioned the topic that, turned somehow to off. Somehow the topic turned because it, I fucking all roads lead to off fudge for me. When I first moved to LA, it was outside across the street from where I would go to recovery meetings. Ugh, it is right in that zone. I wrote like a. I wrote a piece for Mel Magazine where I went to Al Fudge with another you writer, did? and we yeah, and we like reviewed it in real time, like described our Al Fudge experience. I'll have to read it. Yeah. That's a, my plug. <laughs> Mel. I like Mel. Um, yeah. So then he takes him out to this like bordello place. The, you know what? It reminded me of that place like La Bo- Le Bohème on Santa Monica. Which <laughs> that I cursed so, restaurant. I am so... <laughs> every time I drive by it with Simon, he goes, there it is. His, <laughs> it is a his, true there it is. His, his least favorite thing is bordello. <laughs> like that vibe so he always goes like oh god it looks like <laughs> just red their font. like deep their font and they i've been so fascinated with how they're dealing like i think they're somehow still open or like well now they're gonna be open but um i've always been curious about that place but it feels like they're somewhere like that in this i've in been this there moment. once you for have? dinner Yes, I've been Mars. inside and had a full dinner. And it, this was me probably like eight to ten years ago. 
a long time ago, but it was so expensive. Like it blew my mind how expensive it was. I probably spent like 75 to a hundred bucks for dinner, which was like two glasses of wine, an appetizer and like a fucking entree, like a soup and an entree or something. You're like two glasses of wine, a seven course meal and (laughs) it costed 75, it cost 75, no, I'm just kidding. And like an um, accordion player to yeah. come by and like be like do 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 do. I hate the font. The font alone should the tell font you, alone. The font that whole space tell you everything that you need to know. That whole strip of area has like the mutton chops, like men's, like good old boys. It looks like a place where like the proud boys go and get their haircuts. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, like, like that, those like old. Like- like barbershop barbershop and then there's fucking barney's beanery it's just like it's a lot of hetero it's it's weird and like i thought to me the restaurant that they went to was giving me like toka madera vibes but in a pre-toka madera era like mm-hmm. i was like are they at toka madera are they at toka madera and it was bringing me back to a place of toka madera which i haven't been in so long well, remember maybe. when Rob made out? Was it Rob? Valletta made out with someone at Toka Madera. Oh yeah, <laughs> Madison Parks Valletta. Oh, congrats to Sheena on being pregnant. Honestly, what a fucking year Sheena has had. She started I... her twenty twenty has been like a wild roller coaster. Like she did our show. Never she forget, from, like, Laura and I are in splits. one of her YouTube videos, everyone. Yeah, go to her YouTube channel and make the short March of 2020. Yeah, we're in her fucking vlog. <laughs> okay, so fuck off. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> and I mean... Sheen, Shishu, did our show, did the fucking splits, dropped into, just popped her puss on the stage, then went on to like get impregnated i think she even had like a miscarriage during 2020 then survived that then got pregnant again and now we're about to be blessed with a baby shishu and i bet her child is going to be so cute oh yeah like sheena has the face of a baby already Mm -hmm. and like all i need is a teeny tiny baby sheena princess of the preferably preferably born with a full set of teeth I want a home birth in Marina Del Rey. <laughs> I want. <laughs> Remember in Sheena's Road to Sir, where she was born with a full mouth of teeth <laughs> and makeup. A full face of makeup, full teeth, and like a beautiful silky. This is also shiny another plug, hair. guys. You have to listen guys, to a Road to Sir. Road it was to, not. Okay. A, I don't think it was a hit. I think a lot of people hated it. <laughs> we had so much fun doing it. The, and honestly, I will say from a creative and comedic standpoint and a storytelling standpoint and just from a psychic standpoint, I think we tapped into and channeled a lot of really true energies in those Road to Sir episodes. And you need to go back and look. It's I think I want to say it's like season three or four of Sexy Unique Podcast. But Carrie and I did. They were mostly just... um improv it was a true improv over the origin story of every major cast member of Vanderpump Rules and if you haven't listened to them 
honestly the one of the it's one of my favorite things that we've ever done. Me too. I stand by it as truly one of the I best do too. I I've I'm ever just, done. I'm as just like pointing out that we, we we pressed on even though the reaction was divided. Oh, we did a live show. We submitted an audience <laughs> to a live show of us road to stirring Kristen. Oh my god, that was origin maybe, story. That was maybe not like the wisest thing. People we've didn't ever done. know what people was were going like, on. What the fuck? But we they got were down. Heckled. Yeah, they were down. We got, we heckled. got heckled. Some people left and like the and then the whole recording got botched by the sound engineer. <laughs> it was a really, it was like against it was all like, the it fucking was like me, odds. It was like me podcasting into the void that one time where we like it recorded was, we it. Sh- in- we showed into the void. But it was great and we had fun and it was all well prepped for our, <laughs> the only show we will ever talk about. <laughs> our one show of our now long. <laughs> our fucking incredible, incredible incredible LA. tour of 2020 <laughs> that literally went one play that one show one that was two miles away show. that was two miles away from where we live but you know yeah. what it was it was the first leg raucous. and last leg of our tour our live tour we also maybe need to make like tour merch like that just has that one date on it like a limited run of like tour <laughs> yeah merch. Let's get into it. Honestly, um, listen to Road to Sur, though, you guys, please. I need a resurgence, a resurgence, if you will, because that's some of the best work. I'm going to re-listen to them, actually. So I don't even care if you do or not. I, I'll be listening and I'll be laughing. Me too. Back of the house, Amber and Christy Joe talk it out. And Amber's like genuinely like, I'm so, she's like, I'm really sorry. Like, I should have just... I got really emotional. I just was trying to be honest. And like, if you ever have issues with me or like any, I want us to have like a roommate space. And Chrissy Joe's just sitting there like, like Reagan with her hands, like tied to the bed, just like from the exorcist. And she's like, she's like, honestly, I don't give a shit what Amber says. So I'm just going to like let her talk. And I bet I don't give a shit. Yeah. And they like hug it out. Or whatever. And back at, at lunch, uh, Megan and Jessica blabbed a brat about Inna exchanging Being words with Joan Arlene. Brett and Brett goes, not happy. Very, very disappointing to hear that my girl Inna was rude to my girl Joan. <laughs> He's right. And I was like, her days are fucking numbered. She will not um, live to see another day. So at the elimination ceremony, I just have to say the music, they used a new soundtrack for the elimination and it sounded like corn, like the, the band. Like it was very like new metal. I was like, I just wrote, what's this corn ass music? Something takes my heart away. That was a great song. I love corn. Remember I them making the video corn. and it's like that bullet that's just like traveling through uh, space and time. Wait. That video was like a game changer. Yeah. Freak feeling like a freak on a leash. Boom. <laughs> 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 
That was like an era where like all all that music was like just reeked of Spencer's gifts and just like you just knew what it smelled like oh, when you heard love, it. Love, love Spencer's gifts. Love Godzooks. Shout out to the mall. I shout used out to, to Penn Square Mall. Shout out to Cherry Hill Mall. Um, I used to draw corn on my notebooks, like with the backwards R. <laughs> I fucking love corn. That one song that I know of theirs. Also, so gross that a band called themselves Corn <laughs> <laughs> with an R, with a backwards with a K R, K and a backwards R. But like at the end of the day, you're still just like Corn. I think it's an iconic name. It is, but it's also like it's gross. really gross. Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. It was all just music of like people getting in your face. Yeah. Being like, like a, I did it all for the nookie. Wow. The nookie. Wow. So you could take the cookie. Uh, that it's was like, up your- I liked. I love Limp Biscuit. And like Offspring. Offspring was great sc- too. Screaming white men back when they just used to like make music about it instead of like storm capitals about it. It was like yeah. a safe space for them to exist and like rebel and didn't affect our like government. Democracy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amber's the first one to get picked. Yeah. At the elimination ceremony, which I was like, honestly, she, her anxiety gave, gave me anxiety. And I was like, oh my God, she's going home because <laughs> she expressed herself. Like I was brainwashed for a second. No, I knew she'd be rewarded for her snitching. But yeah, Brett's like, she's, she's loyal. She tells me what's going on. So Amber, would you stay in this house and rock my world? And I'm and she's like, really, really impressed by this one. And she goes, yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm nodding my head. <laughs> um, when he picks Daisy, <laughs> Daisy looks again so nervous. She's so serious, and she's like, and when he, when he calls her name, she comes, she goes, oh, my God, and she goes up, and he goes, would you stay in this house and rock my world, and she goes, forever. <laughs> I goes, love her. She goes, I want to be with this guy forever. She does. She it's really cute. does. She really does. She, like, loves Brett. She'll do anything for him. She, like, played football for him and, like, did mm-hmm. a great job. She sang the national anthem for her man. She sang a song she's never heard before solo in front of an audience (laughs) for Brett. Beautiful. It comes down to Inna and Christy Joe in the bottom two. And I knew Inna would be the one to go. And then she gets eliminated. I love also Destiny gets picked early on in elimination and then is just feeling like smug and hot. Like she's just like Christy Joe's gonna go. Like Watch this bitch go down yeah. in flames. And then when he, he calls chooses. Anna forward, you see Destiny and she goes, She's like, All right. She's like, Thank God, this bitch is going home. And then, and then he Chrissy Joe immediately, Anna. her lip starts to quiver immediately. She goes, <sighs> The drama. She's, and he goes, He's like, Anna, he's like, I'm just, I feel like I'm kind of emotionally disattached from you. Yeah, he mispronounced another word in this elimination too, where he was and I can't I meant to write it down, but he was like making up words at this point. So yeah, he sends Inna home. Inna's kind of chill about it. She's like, Yeah, I'm she goes, 
it was not meant to be. It certainly she wasn't. Sk- she skulks off. She probably gets a job. At like, yeah. She's like a hostess at like a steakhouse or something. In, Puts in her town. little square sunglasses on again. Mm-hmm. He brings Christy Joe up and all the girls are just like so upset. Yeah. He's like, I know there's a lot of tension in this house, but like, I think we can continue to get to know each other. And would you stay here and rock my world? And she's like, yes. And you know, it's going to be war with destiny. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm trying. Yeah. Oh, God. Ugh, save it. You guys. Save your it. Dick is getting old. <sighs> and well, that's, and that's it. We live to see another day. It's getting good, though, guys. And I need to. It's so good. I need to thank you for, you know, I think as I talked about it, the better the episode was to me. So thank you for hyping it up because it, it did end up being great. It's a great episode. That Star Spangled Banner, I'll never forget. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Guys, you can follow Laura at Lars Marie on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Carrie at eCarrie And you might be listening to these episodes last week and this week and thinking, wow, this sounds professional, sounds like an upgrade, sounds tight, sounds gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And that is all due to our new editor, Jonathan Cornman. Jonathan. Welcome Jonathan, to the, please welcome to the stage. Please welcome to the stage, the one, the only, the editor of Sex Unique Podcast, Jonathan Kornman. He's killing it. He's killing we it. We love him. We love him. We're excited for him to be part of, of this with us. leveling the fuck up. Yeah. So everyone, please welcome Jonathan. Be nice. Be, say kind things. Tell him how great he is. Do all that. Also, if you want bonus episodes, if you're dying for more sexy, unique content, you can find those at patreon.com slash sexy, unique podcast. And we'll be back with uh, Real Housewives of the SLC. Salty Utah Queens coming this way. Bye, everyone. Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gays wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>